For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Jaybird Watching. i got a special show for you as we're going to talk more Blue Jays baseball and more news, along with finishing off our top prospects list. And that is why I have our wonderful guest here from Blue Jays Nation and Jays Dropping, Ryan DeFrancesco. How's it going, my friend? Very good, Fred. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. So we were, you know, we had to get past our shenanigans on Twitter with Chris Farley gifts and <laughs> whatnot and actually yeah. sit down for a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I've been looking forward to doing this. I've uh, fortunately we've been trying to have our schedules kind of work together for the past month, and then I got a bit sick, and uh, now finally, for the for the best five too, we get to we get to gush a little bit about the Blue Jays' system. So that's fun. Yeah, and as promised, I'm delivering you on your being able to get your Vlad off. <laughs> yeah, which. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. Has it I'm been just stewing and you've been waiting on it, or what's going on? <laughs> I've been, I've been <laughs> recently been stewing on it about a couple of things, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. There's there's things, yeah, there's things with the Vlad thing, but uh, yeah, I we'll talk about it. It'll yeah, we'll get into all that fun. So as yeah. far as things go. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show, but you're, you know, Jay's or Jay's Droppings is your baby. Um, you've been over with um, the Blue Jays Nation as well, and you've got a little bit of a balance back and forth there, obviously between your two things. But I happen to be flipping through your recent articles and whatnot, and there was a couple I read here, including the culture bit, <laughs> right. which I found was pretty fun, along with what former Toronto Blue Jay is going to actually win the World Series this year. And I think that would be something fun we could goof off here with us for a minute. Yeah, that sounds good to me, sure. We'll talk about that one if you want. Um, who do you think is going to win the World Series? I have some Which interesting Blue theories. <laughs> okay, okay. And Steve Pierce doesn't count. Uh, gotta be, because he just be won 20... one, he's disqualified now? <laughs> well, no, it's got to be a 2015-16, Jay, and Brett, David Price doesn't count because he was a rental. I, Rodri, on that. So as far as all of the main guys are concerned... I think the Yankees have a very, very solid chance of making it to the World Series and winning, but I do not think Tulo will make it all the way there with them. And Fair. as far as all the rest of the guys are concerned, I think as far as health goes, I think the best chance is Josh Donaldson. Oh, I'd love to see that. I feel like he missed out with it with the Blue Jays. Like, it should have happened. Uh, it was meant to happen. He was there to make it happen. <laughs> so yeah, why not have him in AA right off into the sunset, right? <laughs> honestly, there's, like, there's one piece I've been meaning to write for about three weeks, so maybe I'll get around to writing it. Um, just kind of, yeah, uh, maybe I will. There's just so many, <laughs> there's a lot going on, so I'm trying to, like, write about all kinds of things right now. But I really want to write about, but I think the, my biggest off-season disappointment is definitely the Blue Jays not trying to offer a one-year contract, the front office not offering a one-year contract to Josh Donaldson. It still disgusts me. 
what they did uh, in the 11th hour there. Uh, uh, unbelievable, man. Trading Josh Donaldson like that to Cleveland for Julian Merriweather. I, I'm still kidding. I'm, I'm, it's still really pissing Too soon me to off. talk and then about? There's the fans. Do we need to get on the couch so, like, so I can, you know, therapy you? <laughs> no, it's okay. There's, there's, like, there's the fans that, you know, don't think that a Josh Donaldson and Vlad uh, roster would have existed, and it totally could have existed. I mean, you could have you could have rotated the both of them. Uh, you know, at third, you could have had DH happening. It just would have just having Josh Donaldson. I just think Josh Donaldson is going to rake this year, man. And that guy's got one of the best swings in baseball, and he's 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 due to come back this year. And I'm all for watching him like collect seven WAR and win a championship in Atlanta if he wants with his good buddy Alex Anthopoulos. Yeah, and as far as the fact that just knowing that him and Acuna are going to be in that lineup every stinking day with Freddie Freeman, ah, honestly, <laughs> it's insane. Imagine, okay, with the money that the Jays like have cut back and how much they have, if JD took the one-year contract at like twenty-three million for us, could you imagine even just how much better it would be in our lineup if Vladdy was DH in one game or JD was, and you had a you know, you had a Vladdy DH one two or Vladdy uh, JD one two punch in the lineup with a smoke and like, just like that. It's like, oh, this is a bit more potent. Yeah, it's enough to make that lineup stretch just by having that yeah. one potent bat in there. You know, because it completely you know? changes the whole dynamic of where the Loris Gurriels, the smokes, like, and everybody are going really to line up. If you like, if you if you've got Vladdy hitting behind Josh or Josh hitting behind Vladdy, and you got smoke sitting back there waiting, like. It does change it, man. I mean, I know that they're not winning the World Series, but it would have been a f- uh, it would have been fun to watch, and yeah. it could have happened, but it didn't. So that was that's one of my biggest off season disappointments. And what was the worst thing that could have happened? He would have walked away. He would have picked up a draft pick. Maybe I'm wrong, and Julian Merriweather is going to turn out to be some stud on the mound. And you know what? I'd, I'd be very cool with taking my foot and eating it. You know, <laughs> like, it's not like I'm like it. rooting. It's not like I'm rooting Julian Merriweather to failure. Like I'd love to see this guy turn into some kind of stud. But he's got potential, but by all accounts, nobody's like he is not in anybody's top thirty. I didn't even see him in anybody's top fifty. So right. it's kinda one of those things that he's just that far off the radar. But then again, I one of the guys that we were talking about before the show that I had the pleasure of interviewing isn't even on a lot of these lists is in Patrick Murphy. Who was the Florida sure. State League pitcher of the year? So it it could be just because there is that much depth in our system that pushes them so far down those prospects lists, or is it something we're all you know just hoping is there and really isn't? It's one of those big questions, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. I guess only time will tell. He'll be around sooner than later in Buffalo, and we'll get to have a look at him and watch him on our MILB TV. Oh, so I'm not the only one that subscribes to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I love it. I gotta get my one nut like, speed. <laughs> yeah, I recommend. I recommend any any fan listening to to spend the fifty dollars if you got it kicking around and get the MILB TV app. It'll be the greatest purchase you'll make for the summer. Yeah, there is just endless baseball between it's having endless, that and, it, and regular baseball. And at least terrific. you guys get the pleasure of watching Sportsnet. They have the Blue Jays here in the States and Yankee country where I am in Rochester. I have to pay for the whole package. <laughs> oh, I don't even, dude, I don't have cable. I, I don't even have cable. I've got, uh, I got the MLD, MLB TV package for just for, for baseball, man. I don't, I don't have Rogers. 
Yeah. That might be the best thing. Yeah. That's what I do too. And then yeah, I think it's uh I want to say it's only like twenty, thirty dollars if you package the MLB and the M I L B together or something like that. It's like hundred and fifty. Oh, Can't remember. I was too stupid to do that. I just paid them both separately. <laughs> uh, speaking of too stupid, not to <laughs> um, as far as all the fun is concerned, uh, we could dive into this whole nonsense with the um, front office and some of the shenanigans that are quote-unquote around the culture article that you wrote that they're pushing one idea of hard work, hard work, hard work, and be a good, solid core player. And yet they turned around and did something that you wrote about a little bit and got grilled for online today. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly was uh, surprisingly got pretty grilled. Uh, yeah, everyone came out to to stand up for their Bud Norris. It was, it was pretty surprised. I didn't know that. You know, I I read the comments and I read a bunch of different articles, and I wasn't even referring to the hazing thing that happened. You know that story. Um, but the things that he said about, you know, other players coming into the league and having to play the American way, you know, and reading into what it actually means. And, you know, the full quote is in Sports Illustrated, and you can find it in all kinds of different articles online. It's not hard. And he leads into it with a few positive things and then tosses in a however, so everything about the butt is bullshit. And the truth is that what he said in that moment, and if you say things that are racist, as far as I'm concerned, it makes you a racist. So I said that Bud Norris is a racist. And I really didn't know that so many people would run to defend the racists. And I was absolutely shocked, to be quite honest with you. Also, I was told that I shouldn't. They don't come to Blue Jays Nation to read about morality. So, like, I'm talking about culture, man, and the Blue Jays front office, this is a topic that Mark Shapiro has spoke passionately about all offseason. And they go and sign someone like Bud Norris, and as a, as a, as a Jays writer, blogger, whatever the fuck you want to call me, you, you, I, I, I can't comment on that move done by the front office because it doesn't make any sense because you're saying one thing and you do the other thing, but at the end of the day, they only care about money. Because they offered Bud Norris a minor league contract. And that's the only reason he's in Toronto, because a team like San Diego signs Warren, who's yeah. a totally probably a great dude, but they had to sign him to a major league contract. So it's all about money, the Blue Jays culture. I think Gideon Turk tweeted this out. The Blue Jays culture is about is just about making money, and that's fine. But, uh, yeah, I was shocked, man. Totally shocked by the reaction that I got from quite a few people on the Internet. I probably shouldn't be shocked, though because it is the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly uh, cat tweets and stuff you were dealing with that then, <laughs> and that thing. So, But <laughs> I agree with you as far as this is it's a culture thing, and it, that you framed it up one way, and then you kind of took a jog in the left field, and it, it just doesn't sit well, right? It's one of those things that doesn't mesh with what you're currently running on, and I think that when they're trying to add all these depth moves... That I would think that that would have even been more important to be watching for, you know, something odd like this that didn't fit the mold that could possibly be throwing the monkey wrench into the thing. Yeah, like there's already a log jam in the bullpen. Yeah, and then there's the whole you know? thing that he is going to be in a very culturally diverse locker room. <laughs> That's the thing too. So you say one thing about like the way Latins play the game and how they have to come over to America and respect it. It's a big hundred-year game. Got to play it the proper way. If that's not racist. I don't know what is. 
never mind making the American dollars comment. But, you know, so you're coming into a Latin, mostly, <laughs> like, clubhouse. That, terrific, great. Like, I don't know, man, unless I'm missing something. But I, I'm proud of what I wrote, and I don't give a shit about what anyone else says. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, and that's how it's... <laughs> Maybe it's just my view as a blogger as well and a podcaster that we're here to, you know, provide as much entertainment and our own opinion as we can. And if somebody doesn't listen to something they like anymore, then maybe they need to turn it off. <laughs> Honestly. You know, yeah, man. I'm flipping through the radio stations and I all of a sudden hear the Bee Gees. I'm not going to sit and watch, listen to that. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> I mean, unless, you know, Georgia also kind of made the Bee Gees sort of cool now. Yeah, <laughs> maybe no, not even. Nah. Saturday night, yeah, but Saturday night fever is a good. It's a good flick. Not terrible. <laughs> could, that movie's good, but the rest of the music I could do without. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I agree, man. I'm more I'm Detroit Rock City than I am going toward <laughs> Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> Me too, man. I'm not. I'm not rushing to our local record store. Uh, search of searching through the booth for a BG that's for sure <laughs> so let's talk top prospects let's have a little bit more fun and get you to your Vlad you know fun so we've been doing our top 30 prospects countdown along with some just missed guys and we did some really weird fun with a bunch of different people contributing from all sorts of different Blue Jays blog podcasts and uh, also our friends over at Prospects Live and have hodgepodge this together, Ryan, to the point where it's kind of like almost like rotisserie baseball. Who ranked where, and we gave everybody points. So in the midst of all this shaking out, we're down to our top five, and we're going to start tonight off with Kevin Smith, the talented middle infielder that, honestly, when I got to see him, he's pretty threatening at the plate, man. He's going to hit some good dingers. Yeah, I was just talking to Jesse Goldberg-Strassler, uh, the voice of the Lansing, Lansing Lugnuts, if you don't know, great guy. And he was just saying to me how he thinks that if Kevin Smith wasn't promoted, he would have won uh, you know, the Midwest League MVP. And uh, funny enough, because I have an article coming out tomorrow uh, that I did with Jesse about the Lansing Lugnuts, I asked him a bold prediction in the piece uh, that you can read tomorrow at BlueJaysNation.com. Uh, it's fun. So don't worry, I'm moving away from the other stuff. But uh, <laughs> back to fun. <laughs> yeah, back to the fun stuff. Um, but I asked him both prediction: who will be a better baseball player, Bo Bichette or Kevin Smith? And he said boldly, Bo will be in just a few more All Star games than Kevin Smith. Which I like the that answer a lot. It's pretty good praise, man, and um, I know Jesse right? too. I mean, as far as everything goes, he doesn't take that lightly. He he had everything behind that comment. <laughs> no, like um, I read that, I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in on that, Jesse. More of this. Yeah, I'm, I happened I'm to um, during my recent visit to Lansing last year. Kevin Smith. It was right before he ended up getting promoted, and Jesse came down to have a you know just to hang out with me for a half inning, and it was while the lug nuts were you know hitting, and in the midst of that. Kevin Smith comes up and he goes, you just need to watch this. <laughs> sure enough, he lights one up and it pretty much mashes the scoreboard in left center, left center field. Really? So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Did you come down here and tell him to do that? <laughs> just just that good. It was almost automatic. It was just a – and it wasn't an easy pitch, too. It was something on the outside corner that he was uh, – 
little, it was a little, um, it was like an off-speed pitch. I don't think it was a slider necessarily, but he definitely was uh, pulling the thread a little bit, and he just hooked that thing. I couldn't believe it. It was insane. Because I would assume if it was a faster pitch, he's the, he has the ability to have taken that to the other direction too. That's the thing I think that finds him that that much more impressive with that swing. Yeah, that that that's a good story. Where do you see Kevin Smith uh, finishing the year? It re- it really is going to depend on how those other shortstops. I think Ryan that uh, everybody's going to shake out at, you know, because I he has the potential if he starts off really good. I could see him in Buffalo at the end of the season because right. I really wouldn't be shocked if they just don't even bother sending him to Dean this year and he starts right in New Hampshire. And I think that would be the best challenge for him. Right. It's gonna get that's a very competitive league that everybody forgets about in the Eastern League there. And oh, it was not yeah, sure. an easy task for them to run away with the championship for the Fisher Cats this year. I'd like to see uh Kevin Smith start in New Hampshire. It wouldn't I'd shock like me. You know, we got in the eighty three games with the Dunedin Blue Jays last season. Uh, right? Like, very why, good. To, to, to me the question is why wouldn't he start in New Hampshire? Yeah. So right? I, I don't then, I don't I think with the depth I don't see him skipping to Buffalo though. No, he's not. He's not going to. Definitely not going to skip to Buffalo. But will he finish in Buffalo? It would not shock me at all. But right. a lot of that is going to depend completely on where Bobuchet ends up going. And yeah, knowing from the other conversation we're going to have later that he's probably service time manipulation 2.0. <laughs> you think so? My guess, like I said, I just don't. I don't see why they would do that with you know Vlad and then not try and do the same thing with Bo. But it's one year delayed. Maybe would be my only difference. So you don't see Bo coming up uh, September. August. I want him to because I think of in all reality, him and Vlad are kind of the point where the offense is there. As far as what Bo did last season, we'll get into him when we get to him in the conversation here in a little bit. But he had a horrendous month, where <laughs> I don't think right. he was really oh, yeah. clicking. And he still ended up finishing with solid numbers on the season. So I don't think it yeah. accurately shows, you know, looking face value at his stats, how good he was last season. And he played solid oh, defense, totally. too. Yeah, he started out the year last year very poorly offensively. Uh, yeah, I remember watching some of the games on MILB TV, which you all should definitely order. I do not work for MILB TV, just so you know. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're pushing really yeah, hard for that promotion. Swing, he was really chasing, really chasing. Yeah, man really chasing like bad pitches it just wasn't having a hard time adjusting i think to to what was happening in double a like just the level of pitching and you know the higher up you go uh teams scout more they know your weaknesses and they try to expose them you know where that that i don't think that that kind of information is available at the lower levels so they really do have to make those adjustments when they're when they're when they're moving up the system but yeah, he made those adjustments and uh, finished up the year winning a championship and being just awesome. So, as far as all that bow fla- uh, eventual bow fun is concerned, here going back to Kevin Smith, have you ever looked really closely at like how the numbers lay from Bo Bichette to um, Kevin Smith as far as their Lansing numbers and their Dedean numbers, and it's almost like Bo Bichette a year delayed numbers. <laughs> mirror yeah. each other, right? Yeah, exactly. He had, he batted uh, two seventy one in the Appy League, which was a little lower compared to Bo's even three hundred, I believe. But right. then in Lansing, he just completely decimated pitchers. <laughs> you know, Bo batted like almost four hundred the whole time he was there. Three fifty five for Kevin Smith, 
And then kind of the similar almost 300 batting average again in Dunedin for the two of them. I, I, it was a little more even split between those two locations for Boba Chet than it kind right. of definitely leaning more Dunedin's side for Kevin Smith, which I think shows the the fact that he can hit that better pitching. But the one thing that does scare me about Kevin Smith compared to Boba Chet, strikeouts, man. <laughs> <laughs> he right. had 40 walks compared to 121 strikeouts between the two levels last season. And I don't know what bows are, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a few minutes. But that's a, that's a big split, and I'm hoping that, that him being that aggressive will, you know, go away a little bit as he ages into the more dis- developed leagues, I guess would be the best way of saying it. It's great for a young hitter to go out and impress and, you know, attack the ball. But it's getting to that point in his career now he's got to show me he can at least, you know, sit back and wait for a pitch. Yeah, of course. Maybe he could call up Ryan Noda. <laughs> or he's at least need to get like a third of Ryan Noda's fun. We were talking about him earlier in this countdown, obviously, and uh, – I, I refer to him as the new Greek god of walks. <laughs> Honest to God, though, right? Like, dude's, like, batting average is, like, 180. <laughs> Not really, guys. I don't really know what it is. But his, like, OPS is, like, 900. <laughs> oh, it's insane, the split between the two. <laughs> no, really, it's nuts. Because his OBP is, like, just ridiculous. Because he's always getting on base. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm curious how much that's going to play for him this season. Because I definitely think he's going to be at least in Dunedin this season. And it... I want to see him hit some more, <laughs> you know. I, I I love Ryan Wakanoda, man. I yeah, want him to Ryan Wakanoda. <laughs> yeah, I want him to make it to the big league so bad. I'm like I'm like a I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm rooting the kid, the, the young man on. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just I'm a fan of Ryan Noda, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I am too. I love the fact that he can walk, and he should be seeing good pitches in the midst of that too. I just wonder how much of it's being overly selective versus trying to protect the plate, and I think that balance is where the success lies. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, tough. Tough <laughs> to say. I, again, I spoke to Jesse about Noda last year, and just his plate discipline and how selective he is. It, again, it's just something where what's fun about these prospects is that you uh, can continue to watch them and, and see them progress hopefully and, and make adjustments and improve their game and uh, it'd be nice to see you know uh, Ryan be a little more aggressive at the plate but there's something to admire about a guy that can see a bad pitch so it is, it's not like he's just dusting like, on the way outside ones you know Bob Uecker making the call no. on it it's, they're, they're tight around the plate and he's I wish I could, you know, it was like the, do you, do you ever see that graphic of Joey Votto's plate splits and what he swings at outside the zone? There's like, a, you can fit like three baseballs no <laughs> around, kidding, the, eh? around the box and that's just where he doesn't swing. And there's this tight little cluster in the middle of the, the, middle of the strike zone where he swings at. I feel yeah, like that's wild. the potential that Noda has. Yeah, that would be great. At least great. for selective. And, and that's what's fun about these prospects, eh? just just seeing them grow and seeing what they might or may become and then just kind of following that journey as they uh progress to hopefully you know setting foot on on some some teams some teams big league turf you know whether or not it's with the jays or if they're traded and end up in a different organization it's still cool to follow their their path so it's fun to talk about prospects speaking of quick ascension all of a sudden we're going to talk number four here which is Kevin Biggio at second base. 
he was not even on most people's prospects radar last yeah. year, right? And <laughs> now he's already right. in the top five of our list. And I think that uh, MLB Pipeline also has him in the top five or so. Um, mm-hmm. What a way a little bit of tweaking to your swing all of a sudden makes all the difference in the world, right? Yeah, it's wild. Honestly, God, can we insert him into the Jays lineup now? <laughs> like I we, honestly we, would think that his home run power would carry no problem right now. He's going to run him like, right into him. <laughs> just because, like, how desperately does this team need a left-handed bat? Like, and uh, and if I know he's he's uh, defensively, you know, in the infield, but they're saying they could work him in the outfield. And how badly does this team need a young outfield outfielder with a left-handed bat? I mean, it's not like there was one on the market. No, we're lucky we got Billy McKinney. <laughs> right? Because I'm yeah, honestly was, uh, surprised that the Yankees were ready to give up on him, but I think that was just what they had to give up because that's what the Blue yeah. Jays knew they sorely needed to get Hap. It's, it's just I really think that's where that trade came down to. If you want Hap, we need we need Billy McKinney. <laughs> They've wanted Clint Frazier for sure, and that's why the trade wasn't happening for so long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why they, And they, honestly, I'm not – those two. I think Clint Frazier has a higher ceiling, but right now I think those two are on par. Yeah. So, well, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with Billy McKinney. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Vigio's left in a bat. That's something to be excited about for us future Jays fans, that's for sure. Yeah. A mere 26 home runs and just missing 100 RBIs with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats last season. <laughs> Unbelievable, eh? Literally was missed it by one year. digit. <laughs> And I yeah. think the thing that at least spoke speaks for the power that he had, you know, he came out of the box hot, really crushing pitching. And then obviously the league did some adjusting to him. You saw his bat, his, uh, bat fade a little bit. But in all reality, it was right back there, and he was a big reason that they ended up winning that championship in the Eastern League last season. Oh, yeah. So obviously he's – He's able to adapt to the game and do what he needs to do to still be a heavy hitter on offense. I don't know what his season splits were, but I remember at one point I wanted to say he was batting like 300, 320 constantly for the first two, three months. It just seemed like every time I opened up the box score, he had like two hits for the first couple months. What kind of nickname would you like to give uh, Biggio, Bichette, and Vladdy since they all have bloodline ties to the MLB. I came up with a lame one, bloodline bashers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fly with that. I, I'm not exactly going to write that on my Lansing Lugnuts hat that has all three of them autographed on it. <laughs> right? But, like, got to come up with a cool future nickname for that trio. Yeah, it's not like the, the Red Sox ripping off the Killer Bees again. Because, the, to me, Red Sox yeah, fans, if you're listening, killer the bees. Killer Bees will always be Biggio, Bagwell, and Berkman. <laughs> Period. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And funny Perfect. enough, we got one of those killer bees on our lineup. So I would say if we're going to be grandfathered to a name. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I just was thinking about WWF. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, the killer bees, man. 1980s. All right. There you go. I like that. <laughs> That's even reaching further back into the catalog. And now we get into some real copyright infringement, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but as far as all the fun goes, I, it, it's exciting. And I, I think a lot of people have no idea what. Kevin Biggio is going to become is I've heard everything from saying he's a 
he's going to be an everyday starter to he's a fringe utility player, you know, and anything and everything in between. But everybody at least agrees on the fact that he is going to get to the major leagues in the next couple of years. Right. I, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, I, I, I hope that he's going to be an everyday awesome future all-star player for the Blue Jays that crushes 30 dingers and has a 120 ribbies and is in the all-star game with Bichette, Vladdy, and, uh, you know, why not toss in Nate Pearson? We'll get all 92-93 where there's like seven or eight Blue Jays that are represented in the all-star game. That's what I hope. It'd be nice to get back to those days, this period. It's the fact where we can even get more than one guy on the all-star roster. <laughs> right, but, like, yeah, the hard reality check, folks, is, like, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, gush about their prospects, and I'm one of them, but you always do have to remember they're just prospects. <laughs> you know, and they're, and, and they're, they're only prospects, and you don't know what will happen. You just yeah. don't know how a prospect will adjust to the MLB. So it's exciting to have, like, a top-five farm system. It really, really is. Yeah. But uh, you, unless they're the Vlads or the Cunhas or, like, you know, uh, the Bryants, or, you know, the Harpers, the Trouts, even Trout had a terrible first year, it's tough to make that big league adjustment unless you are that, like, insanely talented. <laughs> Yeah, and the Vladdies and, and, and the Harpers and Trouts and, and you know, Cunhas are rare. I mean, Bo is very close to that. But, like, it's tough to say which one, like, who or what will happen with some of these prospects and if they'll ever have MLB careers. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, sadly, you know, like, look at, look at Travis Snyder. Like, we were all, you know, super excited about Snyder coming up in the system and I'm, I know the Jays front office really messed with the kid they didn't really help the situation kind of screwed up, screwed him up and his development but that was just a, an example of sometimes what happens right? Yeah and uh, we were actually talking about this on the show or, or before we started tonight as far as the guys that have been traded other than Noah Syndergaard, has anybody heard anything from anybody else? Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. It's, when every when everybody, like I'm not in, I'm not one of those double A raw 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 people. All right, like just to make that clear. But I wouldn't trade what, to, what 2015 or 16 even for that matter for a thing. And when when those people, there's like a group of Jays fans that absolutely hate Alex Anthopoulos, and then there's the group of Jays fans on the far other side that absolutely love him but like the ones that hate him that go on about how he's emptied up the cupboards and all of that and look what he did to the system and look what he gave Shapiro and uh, the, the emptied up the farm yada yada but uh, who yeah. speaking of sponsors <laughs> I gotta make this joke because I told this one of Adam and some of our other friends at one point my full theory on the Alex Anthopoulos thing was he basically poured a Stella and then took the knife and cleared the foam off the top of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, honestly, it's he like, he took the stuff that was ready made or very very close and traded it for a playoff appearance. Is anybody really gonna argue with that for me? And I I I don't care. The drought was over. Period. It's like my yeah, Buffalo Bills. We traded over. it for one damn playoff season and we barely made it. <laughs> you know, and like that bat flip is gonna live in our memory forever. And it even trickled into 2016. It wasn't a fun series against Cleveland, but we had fun watching Edwin walk off (laughs) 
the Baltimore Orioles and Buck Showalter leaving in Britain in the pen. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And it, all the fun we had was worth Boyd and Daniel Norris and Hoffman and whoever the hell else was dealt back then that isn't doing anything right now. Yeah, and then, I, I love to see Daniel Norris have success. I mean, I, I always, you know, I'm kind of a fan of him. I think my girlfriend was more of a fan of him. <laughs> who's that? Oh my oh, God, he lives in a van. <laughs> wow, he's a surfer. Chris Didn't Farley loved like the band too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Down by the river. <laughs> On a steady diet Down of government by cheese. The river. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and that's the thing—you never do know. But I do, will make the the uh, comment that I think it's a little different the system as it currently sits versus that 2015 time frame I just I remember talking about like you know the top guys like the the Castro Osuna uh, Norris and company right Sanchez and Stroman I don't remember talking about guys uh, all the way down to the 30 40 50 guys on the prospect list and being excited about guys that far down the depth chart and I'm like I told you before the show. I'm one of the guys I love watching minor league baseball when I get to see AAA players all day every day here in Rochester, New York, in the summer. So I'm seeing these guys. But like I said, I just don't remember sitting there while the Angry Birds were going on and going, "Okay, who am I watching? Okay, Travis Snyder's up. Okay, I'm gonna go get a beer." <laughs> but he's right. done, you know. So it's exciting yeah. to be a Blue Jays fan. And um, this next guy on our list, Brian, is actually literally getting a whole nation excited. <laughs> Do you know who I'm oh, talking? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I know who you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Eric Pardino, man. This kid is Pardino. Ju- just turned 18. Yeah. So yeah, the Brazilian wonder. That's going to be fun. He's going to be in Lansing this year, and it will be fun to watch him. It's a reason for everyone to want to, uh, if they can, plan a road trip to get down to Michigan's capital. And I uh, had the Cooley Law Stadium because uh, Eric Pardini was going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing him, actually, while I was, funny enough, calling a game with Zach Helton, <laughs> the voice nice. of the Bluefield Blue Jays. He, he heard I was coming, and I was talking to him on Twitter, and he goes, yeah, come on up. And I'm like, okay, I'll kill talking between innings. And he just goes, here's your headset. <laughs> really? That's great, eh? That's fun. Uh, that's that southern hospitality you hear about, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he's been on our show here a bunch of times since, including, um, I don't know if you've listened to it, but we did a top movies countdown during the offseason here where we basically did the top ten baseball movies and debated it out. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that that tweet. Yeah, that looked fun. Yeah, that was a fun episode. And uh, Zach being actually basically a living Bull Durham gave a nice perspective. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Sandlot took your number one, I believe, right? Actually, funny enough, that was number two, I believe, and Bull Durham won because of all the fun with math and numbers, but it stirred up a good conversation. <laughs> What's the... What, what does Kevin... What, what does Crash Davis say about, God, the line about fascists? What are... Strikeouts <laughs> are for fascists? Is that it? Yeah, something like that. Strikeouts are for Strikeouts fascists. Um, hits Brown. are more demo- or dem- democratic, right? <laughs> That's something like that. I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and funny enough, the guy we're talking about here, Eric Pardino, was pretty much running with the idea that I'm just going to strike everybody out, and he did a pretty damn good job of that when he was almost four years younger than the average player in that division. Uh, It's insane. It's super 
insane. And the fact that he's uh, in the top five in our farm system at 18 and doing what he did in Bluefield is something to be excited about, you know? Yeah, I happen to, like I said, just watching this kid pitch, it was just like, okay, you hear the, it sounded different hitting the glove, and it, it, these these guys are just out of college are looking at him like, oh my God, where did this come from? You know, <laughs> it's insane. And 50 innings, Ryan, and 64 strikeouts. That's 11 starts. Pretty That's impressive. impressive. <laughs> It'll be nice to see what, what how he adjusts uh, in Lansing, you know, it's, he's probably, you know, he's going to have a, a harder time out there than in GCL, right? So, but uh, who knows? He could just come out and dominate, but it's definitely, Lansing is a city and a team, uh, an affiliate of the Jays that I think for all you listeners out there, keep your eye on because there's a lot of good talent coming from Vancouver uh, and Bluefield, like uh, first round pick. Um, the 2018 draft and just a, there's just the team's going to be solid unfortunately it's just a lot of like Lansing last year I think could have went deeper in the playoffs you know but just a lot of teams like a lot of players end up going up to to Dunedin and stuff so it's yeah and I was actually kind of and I thought that was an opportunity missed for some of those guys, too. You know, the fact that I could see Kevin Smith was running away with it, and Yesney Diaz also. And I think with the whole right. Diaz being eventually on the 40-man roster, it made yeah. um, you know more, that much more sense for him to move up, you know, because they need to see him up against more quality hitting, right? But as far as all the other guys goes, there was a couple guys that I was like, really, Brock Lundquist? I would have rather seen him run through the playoffs with the Lansing Lugnuts versus come up to Dunedin where they weren't going to make the playoffs. Right. Things like that. No, totally. Yeah. Was it Cedar Rapids that ended up taking Lansing out? I think. I believe I so. I believe so, too. And I, I don't have a computer near me, and I'm talking on my smartphone, so I can't Google it. But, <laughs> yeah. They, either way, though, uh, it's tough to see Eric Pardino. I think Pardino will probably stick in Lansing all season. Do you agree? Yeah. I it, I think it's just for his age. You don't want to right? chuck him out there and run too much into him, right, as far as all the fun is concerned. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd hate to see him, you know, he's built up insane level of confidence already, right? He's young. Do you want to pop the bubble? I'd rather watch him run at least to through Dunedin and coast and then maybe get that first challenge when he's like you know at least 19 <laughs> in new hampshire yeah that and yeah exactly like maybe landing all season he he just turned 18 didn't he like in january i believe his birthday is i believe I'm so pretty, i had that i'm right pretty funny. sure like like he's okay like <laughs> yeah he's january fresh. 5th 2001 man i feel old <laughs> yeah so he's yeah um, believe me i know he's 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 fresh 18 so you know he'll be in next year at 19 hopefully in new hampshire uh to need in new hampshire and hopefully even maybe possibly if you know health and he progresses success and all those wonderful factors you know could even finish out in triple a yeah. who knows at he's 19, an accelerate but, quick I mean, candidate i feel like just he, because of the fact that he is so you know insanely talented, you know, as far as Bardino is concerned. If he continues to oh, run yeah. like he is running, you know, he's just going to have to, 
you got to challenge them, and that that's what I yeah. have said about minor league guys, especially when they run into these kind of things. And this is um, a conversation I've actually had with a bunch of people, and I thought Connor Panis actually was a very uh, intriguing player when he played in Lansing, and he got that you know off that really really good start two years ago, and then got to Dunedin and just hit that roadblock, and yeah. now he's been traded since. I wish him all the best because he is a great guy. And he's got any God he can mash if he can just figure out those yes, couple little can. things. <laughs> he can. He can hit those dingers. It's like he's got power. So yeah, he definitely has power. Yeah. So now we have joining us. I believe Brandon Panikar is here now finally, so we can have the full Wednesday wallop effect. Yes, I am here. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Doing wonderful, my friend. Good man. How you doing, Brian? How are you? Good, buddy. Thanks. So, but before we continue on here, Brennan, how about you give us, we're on number three of our prospects, Eric Pardino. What do you think? We've been gushing. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I think we've, we've discussed this before, Craig. To me, he seems like the next Roberto Osuna and could be up here probably around the same age as Osuna got here. Hopefully not with all the off-field baggage and whatnot, but, <laughs> I mean, the guy can throw, can throw heat. He's got good command. Uh, and the fact that he's already making noise at the age of just 18 and, and getting hitters uh, much older than him out down in, in minors is impressive enough as it is. So, no, I think he's going to rise rather quickly, and he could be here when he's 20 or 21. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Ryan and I were actually just discussing that he could yeah. be one of the quick run-through guys for this minor league system. Yeah, we're thinking that too. Like, the, I, There's no reason yeah. in spring training when he's 20 that, that he shouldn't have a legit shot at a crack in this, a crack in that organization, that that, that that five, definitely be the sixth or seventh guy in Buffalo when he's twenty. Oh, easy. And as far oh, as all the fun is yeah, concerned, like, I don't know what the free agent rule is for signing an international free agent like Pardino. As far as the arbitration and all that kind of good stuff goes, because our closest example to that's the Loris Gurriel thing right now. But he signed for a ton of money on a major league contract. Mm-hmm. You know, Pardino being so young, he's easily on a regular everyday contract i would assume but i don't know how that yeah. plays out without doing some serious reading <laughs> yeah I, I, don't, I don't know how that works i'm pretty sure we're just since his deal was a major league deal he doesn't have to go through the arbitration process i could be wrong that's a whole bunch of stuff that's not up, really up my alley but uh yeah uh, I, yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised i was just thinking I, of I, that while we were talking so i'm sorry if i i'm pretty sure that. too no 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 you're not i'm pretty <laughs> sure i agree with what brandon just said too I, I don't think that there's an R thing with Lords. I think it's just a contract. But again, I would, I'd have to research that as well. But I'm, I'm pretty confident in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, gentlemen, number two is Vlad Guerrero. No, I'm just kidding. I couldn't help it. <laughs> right. Number two, uh, Brendan Wakeshire. When I was, he was texting me on the side here. He was like, "Oh, Bo Shet's up next. I want in." <laughs> right. So, number nice. two, man, uh, Brendan, why don't you kick it off? So you're just joining us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And sorry I couldn't make it earlier. The timing didn't quite work out. But no, I, uh, no, Bo, he's going to be opening that big guy in Buffalo. So all Blue Jays fans who want a mini road trip for the day or a quick overnight stay in the beautiful Queen City uh, can see Bo and Vlad on the same side of the diamond at the beginning of the year. I mean, man, he stole 32 bases uh, this past year down in Double A with New Hampshire and was the key piece with Vlad to that Eastern League championship and was being more key to that run once flag got called up to Buffalo. I mean, he did get off to a bit of a slow start, which was actually nice to see because we could see how he handled adversity because he never really struggled at any other stop uh, in his minor league career to this point. So 
He was able to work through his struggles. The only thing about Bobochet is everybody keeps on saying that his swing is really weird, and it could be a little bit of mechanical issues that lead to some struggles um, uh, throughout his career. But, I mean, it, it, it's worked for him to this point. I mean, nobody just out of the blue posts a 238 WRC plus and 91 plate appearances, and then 201 WRC plus and, and 317 plate appearances down in the minors. Even last week through the struggles, he had 120. So, I mean, the kid was unreal. And the fact that he could steal bases, got some pop, he can, uh, he probably could be right in the middle of the lineup behind Vlad or ahead of Vlad or, or uh, even the fifth guy in the uh, batting order. So he's, uh, he's going to be a special talent. He's not too far behind Vlad Jr. I think it's hilarious that you were talking about the slow start, quote-unquote, and the guy still batted 280 on the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a normal everyday batting average to me. If you're batting above 260, I'm happy for the most part. And as far as all that's concerned, having 286 and having all that extra production on a de- on that, he had 43 stinking doubles, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's insane. He's, Ryan, he's a future MLB All Star. And um, yeah, and future uh, keeping Kevin oh, Smith uh, out of the lineup, right? <laughs> all right. Would you? We were talking about uh, Brandon. Remember the Mitch Haniger thing? <laughs> yeah, Mitch yeah, yeah. Haniger trade. All right. Yeah. Crazy, crazy talk. Boba Chef for Mitch Haniger, and you know you can lock him in. Straight up, uh, I considering that they have Kevin Smith and other guys behind Vlad and, and Logan Warmuth and all those guys. I don't think that's too crazy, especially considering the lack of impact outfielders they have in the organization and at the major league level. So. I, I mean, if that, that was too. an awesome yeah. I mean, because I don't of Kevin Smith and with all the depth and your first round pick this year, I'll like me too. Just a fun thing because we were we we were kind of uh, both of us were eyeballing, you know, Hanniger, <laughs> praying, hoping maybe, yeah, well, maybe the Blue Jays, yeah, would, would turn a trick. <laughs> but, uh, that did that. I mean, that yeah, if, if in a year or two the Jays are in it at the deadline and there's a clear sense of going for it and Bo's not here yet, I mean, I imagine he'll be here by the deadline of next year on shortstop. But, I mean, if they need that impact pitcher or another bat in the outfield, then, hey, I mean, with the organization of that, maybe Bo is a piece that gets flipped. I don't want to believe that because I'm stoked for a 3-4 of, of Latin Bo for the next wave yeah. of talent. But, yeah. hey, it, it Mitch Haniger would be the right guy to make that deal for. I'm in love with that guy. He's so good. Me too. He's 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 a real deal. He could just rake, man. And that's a outfielder that we need. Something like that, <laughs> you know. I, and he's, he's young. Yeah. He really is, though. I'm just he's surprised in the midst of all the fun going on with the Mariners that he has not been really talked about outside that Bobuchet possibility, as even close to any of the fire sale stuff. I know. I yeah yeah. It's a little shocking. Obviously, he's a good piece to build around. But if you wanted a lot back really yeah. quick, <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah, right. Haniger's it, the one. Yeah. I agree. You know what? They didn't pull the trade on Christian Yelich the year before when they were apparently in the running for that. So maybe maybe that opportunity presents itself in the Haniger. And, hey, I'd be open to it. I don't think it's something that you say absolutely no to right away. You definitely listen. And I think it could be done. I, I like the idea a lot. I love Me too. I, I, and like, obviously, they, they're they're not going to trade Bobuchet for for Hanniger. That's not going to ever happen. But you know, there's enough to like set up some kind of some kind of package similar to the one that they sent to JD. If you wanted, you know, 
maybe it'd have to be a little bit a little better because Billy Bean got completely you know fleeced. But <laughs> something like that could work for a future outfielder because our outfield is you know it is what it is. Well, and seeing we're talking fun with theoreticals here, guys. Kevin Smith has been doing is in the same mold as we were ta- discussing earlier, Ryan. Is he a sell high candidate, maybe, to this whole trade? I don't think it's a straight up if you include Kevin Smith, but he'd definitely be your centerpiece for Mitch Hanniger anyway. Yeah. If Kevin Smith yeah. has another really good year in the Myers, it wouldn't surprise me if come next offseason that he may be moved because there really, right now, wouldn't be a clear spot for him on this uh, 25-man roster. As of now. Yeah. Not without some weird think- move or something like that, but Kevin Smith has just got middle infielder written all over him to me. <laughs> So moving something around where it gets weird and clever, I don't see that. Unlike the Kevin Biggio thing that Ryan and I were discussing a little while ago that, you know, okay, he could be a corner outfielder. You know, that makes a little sense. I don't see that happening with Kevin Smith. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, it it will be fun when uh, there's actually like an offseason for the Blue Jays. (laughs) Because there really wasn't one this year. Yeah, there wasn't really one this year, and... Last year's there wasn't really one either, so it'll be neat when the team actually tries to do things to be good. Uh, looking forward to that day. As looking long as it's not like in the JP Riccardi mode. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not not shitting on the front office. I'm just saying I'm looking forward to to that day where an off season is actually fun, where you can like be excited like the Philadelphia Phillies fans are, or like you know San Diego, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> San I Diego. was reading. It. I was reading today that the Bryce Harper jersey was the single single highest selling jersey in any day of the year for Major League Baseball, full on record, like the day he signed with the, the okay. Philadelphia Phillies, and I, I, that just blew me away because they knew they were going to be good already. So all of a sudden, having one more guy pushes all the fans right over the top, right? I'm pretty sure he oh, beat yeah. uh, LeBron James single day record for a sale after LeBron went to the Lakers. So that is that's pretty impressive too that you can beat LeBron James. Yeah, well. the article said sports. It didn't that's say wild. just baseball. That's wild. <laughs> no, that's wild. And hey, you know what's funny is that there's Jays fans out there that actually said that we knew it wasn't going to happen, but actually said they think that they don't think that the Blue Jays should sign Bryce Harper because because we're in a rebuild. So you wouldn't sign a lefty seasons. bat who's twenty six a twenty six year old lefty bat outfielder. I still like. I'm not trying to like bring back that whole thing that was happening, but I really had. A, I I would read some people's comments and be like, "You're ser- You seriously believe that the Jays shouldn't sign a 26 year old All Star lefty bat outfielder? Everything about this move, not that it's going to happen, would be great for this city, make money, and is perfect fit. Fits in every way. But like maybe it's because way. of the other guy we're going to talk about, guys. <laughs> yes. Oh, come on. Get ready. <laughs> I know you're ready, Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Vlad. Vlad time. So go ahead and gush away, my friend. Um, I mean, there's been so much gushing that's happened that I don't even know how much harder we can gush. I mean, anyone who is watching just on, was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Yeah, it was a great day. You know, it was snowing here in Toronto, and I got a new 65-inch 4K TV, so I'm pretty excited about it. And I, it was the first game I've watched on it, and watching Vladdy hit a ball one-handed off the fence. <laughs> like, I, I was watching him, like, did I, did I see that correctly or not? Like, who does that? Almost mo- How models do you do the mind, right? 
Like how? No, but like, how does a human do that? Like, I don't understand. I, I still just don't get the power there. The last guy I've seen do that was Albert Pujols. Maybe like I'm. That's it's a, just I, an honest question to you guys. How are you that strong? <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I, I know I'm, I'm having trouble lifting the beer up to my mouth right now. <laughs> like that's wild. Yeah, it's, uh, that's something to look forward to. Flatty is everything to look forward to for 2019. Brendan, watch him not get called up <laughs> at all. Yeah, <laughs> they'll just keep him down the whole year. Ugh, I, I couldn't even imagine. Him and him and Bo come up in 2020, <laughs> mid-April. <laughs> Oh, uh, and they expect to run so into a playoffs run, right? <laughs> that was the projected year, yeah. 2020, 2021. How funny would that be? Oh, my God. Oh. It's like mid-August. We're like, call him up. <laughs> be Danny Jansen all over again. I was screaming for him at the beginning of last season. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Everybody was. <laughs> yeah, Danny Jansen was waiting for another he was on the forty-man roster already. It didn't make any damn sense. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on because for fun, we all got we all everyone knows how great Vlad is. Everyone's read all the reports. There's like, what else did you say? Okay, he needs to work on his lateral defensively. He should work on his run in the bag. Okay, fine. We need to mentally prepare him for, you know, uh, the failures that come with the big leagues. We know all the stuff. So, when's he coming up? I yeah, for like I was just, about to just bet. Yeah, when's he coming up? We gonna start the pool. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm putting my money in for the home game Tuesday, um, Tuesday April twenty third against the Giants. I think I, the first day he's eligible to come up and and get half the cutoff is the twelfth. They're not going to do that because we already saw what happened the Cubs when they Chris Bryant right after the cutoff was done. In Mike Levin's case, I think it's still going on. But regardless, you know, I bet's on the 23rd. I mean, I don't know if they'll bring him to start him on the road in Oakland, but the Bisons are at home the weekend of the 19th and 20th and 21st. So why not just play him down in Buffalo through that series, and then he can meet the guys in Toronto for an off day to let Zai get settled in on the 22nd, and then a home game to start against the Giants, a quick two-game series. So if I'm putting money... I, I, I'm betting on Tuesday, the 23rd of, uh, of April against San Francisco. See, Ryan, this is why I have I, Brendan on the show. He's my analytic guy, and he went full math on that. <laughs> I actually, I actually, I actually love that. I hope that it actually happens. It makes sense. I'm like, I'm, yeah, it makes sense. I'm just concerned that like they're just going to be super OCD about it and just prove a point and keep them down till June. <laughs> like, yeah, go completely really the other direction. <laughs> we really meant it, you know, and. Maybe he starts off slow, or there's some issues, and they're like, "Oh, see, he still needs to continue," and they're just like, "Delay, delay, delay." <laughs> delay. I want what Brandon said to be true. Yeah, so like yeah, I, I, will, I, I, I won't be surprised if it's fucking May, and we're like, "Ah, so you're gonna call Vlad up?" And then it's like all of a sudden surprising news because you were assuming he was gonna hold on to the end of the season by May, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean. It's I, I wouldn't be surprised either. If he, if he starts off a little slow defensively, I remember the funny thing from Sunday was Joshua House on Twitter tweeted right after Vlad made that botch play at third base. Well, oh, that's another month down in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> so, saw that. Right. Like, 
I mean, if they don't want to start him at home, maybe they bring him for the road trip at the end of April when they go out west to play the Angels on the 30th, and then you have him on the road, and then you get first home series against the Twins on May the 6th. But I don't. I think Ryan, I wouldn't be surprised if it's coming to May, beginning of May, he's still not up here. But I'm gunning for the 23rd. That's my hope. If it's not, then I would be surprised, and then everybody's going to start itching and getting all pissed off that he's not up here. Uh, right around that time. Yeah. I way, just want, like, yeah, I'm just excited. Sorry, man. I'm just excited for Vlad Mania, and, like, uh, I want to buy a Plakato shirt. So if anyone sees any company making Plakato shirts, I'm in. Yeah. I want some shirt that says Plakato. <laughs> Jay's Walk needs to get on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually thought about, I actually thought about making it, like, a baby blue one. Like the white '80s, like Placata letters, like Cooper Black font, and then I realized that I really don't want to spend like a thousand dollars trying to get into a t-shirt business to sell fucking Placata t-shirts. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to do it. But like, I want that shirt. Maybe I'll just make it for me. Yeah, just, just for myself. I'll maybe make a couple more for you guys or something. Yeah, all all we need is like a blue shirt with Sharpie guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously. Doesn't need to be anything crazy and fancy. <laughs> just fucking right placata. They're done. To, to Vlad, Vlad Town, Canada. Yeah, that's all it needs to yeah, say. That's it. So, but as far as the rest of spring training goes, guys, obviously Vlad has been the talk of camp. Uh, we touched on the you know fun free agent signing earlier, but we have not talked about the Clay Buckholtz in the room. <laughs> so. They just signed him for, what, $3 million officially today, and he's going to be allegedly penciled right into this uh, wonderful Blue Jays rotation that we have going on here. I'm sure Brendan, my buddy here, is happy that all of a sudden Clayton Richard falls off the end of the map, but the hope is that he doesn't have to compete with Ryan Barucki, who pitched really well today, Brendan. Yeah, I mean, Craig, you and I have been saying every episode that I hope somebody else is added so that Richard doesn't have to start the rotation. <laughs> but, I mean, all spines say that he, he may. Uh, I mean, he can eat innings when he's healthy, which is definitely valuable to this to this uh, rotation. But, I mean, uh, the logical solution to this Clay Buckle signing to keep Ryan Buraki in the major league rotation is putting Richard as the second lefty in the bullpen, which would have been clamoring for for a little while because, I mean, he was pretty good as a, as a lefty guy in the bullpen for the Cubs when they acquired him back in 2015. Not so much in 2016, but, I mean, he obviously as a lefty, he has much better splits against us than batters, but, I mean, that's a logical solution. I don't know why they would complicate things and, and potentially keep Ryan Baraki in Buffalo to start the year. I think that's nonsense. To be oh, trash, man. It's like head-scratching. Like, this offseason, like, ah, uh, like... I've just there's been some moves by the front office and just like has scratching my head from the Bud Norris thing to the yeah clogging it up and signing Buckholz the Berecki stuff you know uh, the the wonderful what was it Vlad is a major league ready line like it's just like they, they they've had a tough go and there's reason for Jays fans to be disappointed in this front office you know you got to hold them accountable like to me it's like I give I give like front office five years. And, you know, so they had 16, which they had to run with, you know, 17, 18, we're in year 19, so this is four years. And in 2025 years, you know, things got to be moving in your direction. But at a sixth year, you got to be competing for, 
Freddie Alley's title or like, you know, in that wild card spot. If not, you've six, seven years in, working on close to a decade, fans have every right to be to be pissed. We're not there yet. Yeah, We're only four years in. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I think there's been some questionable moves this, this offseason, that's for sure. And yeah. you know, they're pushing this youth movement, guys. It just seems weird that they yeah. make all of a sudden these pl- these plays like this. I would That's have rather seen too. Sean Reed Foley and Ryan Barucki in this rotation than bringing in somebody like Clay Buckholz. That's what he's thirty five, something like, like that. Like I could, and you know, like I could live with Sean Reed Foley in in Buffalo just because I'd hate to see him get hung out like hard. But you could always send him back. But like Barucki, like. I don't even get it. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. How does that? How do you? Yeah. How do you develop? Like, I played hockey for years, and if I was a goalie, and if I was doing a great job, you know, in, in junior B, uh, and I'm winning games, and then suddenly the coach is like, "Hey, by the way, you're back up now." I'm like, well, "Why? What do you mean? I'm not playing now?" Cool. Like it just maybe it's a shit example. I was I played hockey though. That's the only thing I got. But like it just doesn't make sense. Good how sample size in a Blue Jay uniform. How did he too, get? How, like how does he get better in Buffalo, Brandon? How does he get better in Buffalo, guys? He doesn't. He, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, Sean Reed Foley can still get better in Buffalo, so that would make sense because he's still got a whole bunch of control issues he's got to work out. But the, the fact that the talk has already turned to oh Richard will be the five. Buckles will be the four, and then you got Shoemaker, Sanchez, and Strowman at the top three, pretty much pencil in. It doesn't make any sense to me. So unless they're planning on making Richard uh, a bullpen arm, I really don't get the rationale for wanting Ryan Barucki to start in Buffalo. I mean, he's already been up here, so and he was good in his 17 starts. So I get, I, I, I do get the Bud North signing on paper, but Bud North's person is a bit of an asshole. I mean, it's pretty clear <laughs> that both. Funny, that's Thank what we you. came to the conclusion Thank earlier because uh, somebody's been hate much. mail on his Twitter account all day. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you very much <laughs> for no Honestly, reason. Thank you. So, I didn't know people yeah. being on the the internet would like rush to defend his racist comments. I was like, wow! I didn't know you felt so passionately about defending racist comments about how Latin should play the baseball game. Right on, guys. Okay. Cool. Yeah, He's I, a piece I, of I shit. <laughs> Assaulting a I blogger when they always real issues out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, they, had, they had been Wagner on today with Jeff Boyer, and they were talking about Bud Norris a little bit, and they were both kind of scratching their head at Bud Norris the person and why, he, why they would want him here. I mean, I get it from the point where he was pretty decent last year with the Cardinals and he could flip him for somebody at the deadline, potentially. But, I mean, uh, apparently he's the kind of guy that's not afraid to tell anybody anything, and he'll tell you exactly what's on his mind, regardless of how it comes through, even if it's bad. Uh, he's he's, he's human. Yeah. Human trash, man. Yeah. Human trash. Yeah. Like, I, I'm yeah, sure we've all, like, I played sports, and I wouldn't want to be around a guy like that. I wouldn't want him in the locker room. And I wouldn't want to want that it just with all the culture talk shock that happened in the off season with Shapiro going on about culture and how mm-hmm. we need to have a culture change and we need to be an exceptional culture and blah 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 blah. And then you do that. I don't get it. I don't get yeah. you know I don't get it. You he said racist comments. Is he a racist? Well I don't say racist comments. I think racists say racist comments. If you can say that to the media I'd love to know what you actually really think. 
you know, he, he hazed the player. Oh, but the player was okay with it. Either way, all these stories come out. He's a piece of shit. You want him around the club. Yeah. It's okay, cool. For what? It, it's not mm-hmm. even like you're, you, he's Randy Johnson, prime Randy Johnson here. Where he's like, yeah, he sucks, but it's Randy fucking Johnson. You know? Not even that that would make it all right. But he's not even that good. Anyway. It's mind-blowingly shocking, regardless. And the fact that, like we were talking about this here, is what he pieces into this all wrong. And and back to some of the other stuff we were talking about, guys that would have fit this team better, completely not even thought of. It's like, okay, the, we've heard the news on Bryce Harper. Those, oh, yeah, they kicked the tires, but they never really even did that. <laughs> this is what it really comes out yeah. to. But things that would have made sense for this team going forward, completely irrelevant apparently but no let's go for bud norris because <laughs> he's cheap it's the minor league contract man because if, if they went for someone like warren who san diego picked up it's a major league contract you got you got issues maybe they love joe bg and they don't want to lose him i don't know oh, no. <laughs> but that whole it's that whole it's, that's the only reason they made that deal yeah i was really excited to honestly see more like the uh, david paulinos of the world get a chance to take that bullpen spot. no Sure. And I think yeah, he's got whatever. a flamethrower arm that he could have ran right into that. And even though he's geared toward being a starter, letting him come out and air it out for an inning, good for a season. Let him rack up 50, 60 innings. And then if you want to have that conversation about him being a starter, you do the Aaron Sanchez thing and bring him into the fold next spring. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's true. Eh? Man, I, 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 it's funny, though. Like, you guys, I don't know if it's Brandon whoever said, like, supposed to be the year to, to, to let the young kids play yet here we are yeah. and you, you you guys are venting and i'm venting about the talk of ryan brecky not starting on opening like not start but not being on the opening day roster and sure we're going to see him but like even what's that what kind of message does it send brecky man that kid that kid probably can't wait just wants to be on a 25-man roster he doesn't want to start the year in freaking buffalo and not okay. to mention he earned <laughs> through almost oh, yeah, against exactly. last year it was solid yeah I get to go to Buffalo again. Cool. Well, there's a good pat on the back for you. Here's your bags. Come you know, to Buffalo. <laughs> no, so so happy you were literally like our, our our best pitcher last year down the stretch. Uh, here's here's the QEW. Go down with Vlad. Have fun. You guys are going to be great, by the way. You're probably going to win the championship down here, but you're not going to be be in the big lights. It just, it's the wonderful conundrum of the management that's going on right now. And as much as I try to help backing up the ideas of what's going on, because I could see some of this young stuff, why it was happening, what is even this one threw a wild card at me. doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, I'm not one I, of those I get shackled people. I, I'm definitely not. Like, I've interviewed the both of them, and you know, it's hard to, to squeeze like something like you know real out of Atkins, I found. Like, but... They're like good people. Everything's fine. I'm not one of those idiots. I'm just saying, you know, there's just definitely some questionable things right now, and Chase fans have every right to question them. Yeah, I, I get buckles as long as Brian Barucki would solidify the rotation spot, but it's very clear he's not. I mean, I'm looking at the free agent relievers who are still out there, just staying on Bud Norris. I mean, you still got guys who are better than him out there. AJ Ramos would have been better than him. Jim Johnson may have been better than him. Fernando sure. Dallas, there's still some good arms out there. I mean, if they wanted a lefty in the bullpen, there's still three decent arms out there. Blue Morgan, Tony Zip, and Jorge De La Rosa. So, I, yeah, Bud Norris is a complete head-scratcher to me. I, I hope love to see out all those guys you named first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much better options. Ugh. 
even the Boone Logan thing, that's a good solid veteran lefty that could have came in and been a really good presence in that bullpen with Axford. I guarantee you this. Bud Norris gets booed in the Rogers Center. Oh, it wouldn't shock me at all. It's going to be like John yeah, Tavares and the Islanders the other night. <laughs> yeah. No, it's some of the Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in the midst of that, do you think the Blue Jays finally realize what they've done? <laughs> no. No. I think that, no. Uh, oh, just, yeah, I don't either. Do you realize I what you've done? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if I was making making something out of nothing, but... No, there's definitely I, an argument I didn't there. really... I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have called him a racist in my piece, um, but I, I just see it as, you know, you say something that's racist, probably a racist, but um, I didn't really expect a reaction. That's all. I was just a bit shocked about how many people came to defend him. I was like, wow, okay. And I was the asshole. I was like, wow. But one person <laughs> said, all the people uh, in this the conversation. Hipster, <laughs> something, one of the comments is something like, the hipster thing to do is to find racism in anything. I was like, wow, okay. I All said right. hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, on the writer notes, guys, already we want to yeah. have something else to wrap up. Okay. Anyway, um, as far as spring training is gone, regardless of this little piece that we went off here, uh, what have you been excited about? What's been your favorite thing so far for Blue Jays spring training? I know, Vlad, we've already gushed about, but Ryan, what is your opinion? Is it something as simple as the Justin Smoke's gotten off with his bat a couple of times or some of the, somebody resurging? Uh, Char- Charlie Montoya's high socks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I like him, and he's got like a turquoise wedding ring, and he's got he's, he's seriously rocking the Jays uniform like, got some couture like he's he's chic man i i miss gibbons though i like to miss it i miss gibbons i don't i don't give a kind of like swagger but i can i can i can i can warm up to to charlie and the high socks so i guess that's my highlight charlie and his high socks and i think it's one of those cultural things there it's just so different gibby's the you know more or less the guy we'd have a beer with i think <laughs> and it's hard like to say dad, man. <laughs> oh you have dad i don't want to He's our TV dad. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Even strolling to the mound with disappointment. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, but it's it's fun to watch. And honestly, I've really liked this new coaching staff that they've built around them. Even when they had the broadcast on uh, Sunday night, you know, just the fact that they were even talking about, uh, uh, shoot, who's the field coordinator that used to play for the Yankees? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, Shelly Shelley Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. They were talking about him and how he's been helping out with the because of all the construction and everything, and he's been making sure everything's running like a clock that everybody's getting their hitting in and their fielding and all that kind of good stuff, along with all the other guys and Schneider and all that are joining in on this front office to help these kids. You know, it's just it, it's to me it's been intriguing, exciting, and I think it's just attesting to the culture that they were trying to build. <laughs> right, totally. Brennan, how about yourself, man? What have you enjoyed so far? Um, I mean, I've only got to see one game on TV, but from what everybody's been saying down in spring, the one encouraging thing so far, even though it's only spring training, is that Teoscar Hernandez has looked a lot better in the field. I mean, that will be huge. If Teoscar improves defensively, then hopefully he's not as much of a train wreck as last year, but apparently he's also looked really good with the bat, which made a few adjustments too. 
I know he strikes out a ton, but I mean, the fact that Oscar looked comfortable out in left field and Billy McKinney has gotten off to a good start too. So uh, I'm excited for both of those guys, and it's nice to see them get, both get off to good starts this spring. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting tandem there that is going to be forming in left, I feel. And it's my worry is that the two of them are, well, I guess it's not worry. I, my hope is the two of them get out so hot in the beginning of the half that they have to free up DH's time. <laughs> and uh, my only hope on the midst of that is if K- Kenders Morales doesn't get off to a great start that they can make that move one way or the other. You can't take away from the two of them if they're both crushing it. Or is it just me? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the Kendra situation is interesting. Could just offer him a bench coach job. <laughs> why not? There you go. <laughs> no, really, why not, though? Yeah. There you go, bud. A-Rod did it. He coached, didn't he, halfway through the year? I don't know if he actually showed up. <laughs> did he? Yeah, did he? Did he, he or was he not I have a no, field I'm coach quit, or something I, honestly, like that? Honestly, truth is I'm quitting smoking, and I'm on Champex, so... <laughs> kind of affecting my short-term memory or just my memory in general some of the side effects <laughs> i'm not telling the, the truth so. <laughs> i'm not even lying i forget shit all the time now I'm like what is going on on top of the fact that i'm like uh on edge and stuff you know but uh <laughs> it's really fun i love quitting smoking it's so much fun it's such a good time <laughs> yeah so i don't know but either way maybe why not a, why not give him a bench bench coach job it could be like the new demarlo new demarlo hale so, gentlemen, um, Ryan, I always give everybody a chance to uh, that is on our show here to give a chance to, you know, gush on themselves a little bit. What do you got in the pipe? What's working? What are you working on? Or do you just got something oh. to plug? I know you already plugged your uh, T-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Ryan uh, DeFrancesco. That's it. Uh, I'm going to be writing for Blue Jays Nation uh, with Cam. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun. Continue doing what I'm doing over there. Uh, not much happened on Jay's droppings. Uh, that's about it, as I'm always writing for Blue Jays Nation. If uh, Craig and Brandon want to take over Jay's droppings, by all means, go for it. <laughs> there you go. Proposal. You got another place to put our pod, <laughs> Brendan, is all I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, yeah, that's about it for me. Good deal, man. It's been a pleasure that's having you big, on. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, Brennan, what do you got in the pipe, my friend? I know you were a little late to the game here, but you joined right in fantastically. <laughs> I think probably what was the bulk of the conversation I was here for, probably going to write a piece on the cloudiness that is the rotation, especially surrounding Ryan Barucki. So I'll probably put that up within the next day or two or maybe even do it after after we hop off the pod tonight. But uh, I mean, that's a talking point right now, and it should be uh, there should be some opinion on that. Definitely, man. So, either way, both of you keep up the good work. And like I said, Brenda, it's always a pleasure having you here on the Wednesday Wall Up with me as my wonderful co-host. Ryan, pleasure having you. I hope we get a chance to do this soon. If not, we will at least have more gift wars during Blue Jays games online. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you noticed my trend during the game the other day. I just got on a. I'm only doing Will Ferrell stuff. <laughs> Have you, have you watched Eastbound and Down? I did for a while, and then I lost it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just recently got into it. I love it. I'm it's good it. stuff. That guy's out of his yeah, mind. I'm still, still in season one. Yeah, in the midst of that, as far as I'm watching that whole show, I was like, how did he not just pull a Tim Wakefield and learn the knuckleball? 
at some point during the <laughs> show. You know, Doug Flutie even tried to learn the, du- the knuckleball to get into baseball. <laughs> no shit, though. I, I just get the Will Ferrell thing. His character's pretty funny in that show. Oh, it's hilarious. So, anyways, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on. And all you Blue Jays fans, make sure you keep clicking those subscribe buttons. Uh, we've been getting plenty of wonderful feedback from you guys. It's been fun. We want to keep this up. We're going to try having another fan show, and we're going to also have our live game casts at some point in the near future here once the Blue Jays finally figure out their television schedule. Ryan, obviously, if you want to call in on that, you're more than welcome to join Brendan and Adam and I to, you know, in, let our cheeky shenanigans go through, you know, instead of Buck and Pat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so hit those subscribe buttons, as I said, and thanks again. Peace out, everybody. Go Blue Jays. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.